Well, hello, everyone. We have reached the final episode before the 2021 Women in Publishing Summit. Some of you may be relieved by that, <laughs> as we'll stop constantly saying, go to womeninpublishingsummit.com and get your ticket, get your ticket. But one last note on that. This is the final week that the ticket will be on early bird pricing. The price hikes up Sunday evening, February 28th. So um, if you have been considering it and haven't gotten your ticket yet, I highly encourage you to go to womeninpublishingsummit.com. So today we are talking about PR and media. Over the past 16 episodes, I've tried really hard to give you a taste of um, the type of content that we talk about in the conference, but also just a real variety of content that's important to to authors. You know, it's not just about writing a book. It's not just about finding a publisher. It's not just about um, or, or learning the tools to publish yourself. It's not just about marketing. It's all of those things plus all of the skills that you need to build to do those things better. Um, you know, we talk so much about all of the other stuff, the mindset, the learning P- uh, media skills and PR skills and all of those. So as you listen to this podcast, we'll be giving you a, a look into all of these things, plus hopefully a lot of inspiration, encouragement, and support. So today, as I mentioned, we're talking about media and PR exposure and why this is so important for authors as you're trying to grow your platform so that you have more people who hear about your book and will want to buy your book. We recorded the publish uh, the publishing panel um, yesterday, and we had seven publishers on the panel of, of a variety of sorts. And the one thing that they mentioned over and over was the importance of how um, much the author needs to commit to doing what it takes to promote their book and to promote themselves. It's not just even if you're with a traditional publisher, you're going to have to have those skills and you're going to need to know how to get your book in front of more people. So my guest is Christina Nicholson. She's also known as the Media Maven. She's doing all kinds of really fantastic things. She just launched an app recently that helps um, people find podcasts to pitch. So that's super cool. We don't talk about that in this episode because this is from, I believe, two years ago. But her content is still relevant, even if, you know, you're not going physically to be on um, on on TV shows on on news shows on on live media right now they're they are still doing a lot of um, zoom um, interviews with people and there's just she doesn't just talk about media about TV media there's a lot of information in here about how you can get um, the three different ways you can get exposure for yourself as an author, as someone who's trying to grow their platform. So it's chock full of information. Christina's amazing. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of great information from this. So just one last call out. If you're watching this before, if you're listening to this, I'm so used to saying watching. If you're listening to this before March 1st, um, 2021, um, and you can even join us the week of March 1st. Head on over and join us at womeninpublishingsummit.com. We have about 90 presentations, which you'll have access to for six months, so no stress, but a lot of great live presentations, a lot of interaction with our speakers and our sponsors and our attendees, a lot of network. It's just, it's super fantastic. I'm, I'm really excited about the whole thing. So enjoy the show.
Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I've felt what you're feeling And I don't want to get in your way Okay, we're going to talk about exposure, positive exposure, putting yourself out in front of the media and doing all those things so that you can grow your platform so that you actually have people to sell your book to when that comes the time because there's nothing worse than having no one to sell your book that you've worked so hard to write and you have no one to sell it to. So we are talking with Christina Nicholson. She is a former TV reporter and anchor who is still telling stories, but instead of doing it for a newscast, she's doing it to help small businesses grow. With her business, Media Maven, she helps entrepreneurs reach thousands, if not millions, of their ideal customers or clients in minutes instead of months through the power of media. You can still see her in front of the camera as a host on Lifetime TV and national commercials and on WPTV for her monthly segment, steals and deals. So y'all, we have a bona fide celebrity on the show. (laughs) She lives in South Florida with her husband and two young children. And she also monetizes a local lifestyle and family, a family blog, Christina all day. So all kinds of good stuff to dig into with you. Thank you so much for being part of this summit with us. Thank you so much for having me, Alexa. So I have to ask, how old are your children? My daughter, Juliana, is five, and my son, Landon, is three. They are really small children, and you're still making all of this happen. That's fantastic. That's why <laughs> I love interviewing other women who are in that same space and place with me with small kids and still show that we can we can have a balance between life and work and grow our businesses and grow our families at the same time. It's, it's a lot of fun to do that and to... To, to rub elbows with other moms who are doing the same, <laughs> the same stuff. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely different. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Way different challenges than when you don't have little people to, um, to work around. <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> let's get into it. Um, obviously our focus is the publishing industry and in authors who are either thinking about or have already published a book and just really need some help with media exposure, um, how to get in front of the right media outlets, how to use that. I mean, all the things that you talk about, how to use the power of media to, to really, um, build yourself as an author, as a, and, um, showcase your book. So, what are some, if somebody has like zero experience with PR and getting in front of the media, how do they even start? Well, there's three different ways you can get exposure. One is by promoting yourself on your own platform. So it's mm-hmm. your media, your social media, your website. Second is earned media. And that's basically when you pitch the media and you are so newsworthy, they just want to do a story on you. And then the third kind is advertising. So, you know, you could use Facebook ads or you could, you know, advertise online on a website where your ideal customer or client is. So it just depends. And I always suggest starting small and working your way up. Like in media, you start local and then you work your way nationally. Mm -hmm. So I would focus on your own social media and your own website. Those are the big two things. And you need to be promoting yourself as an expert in your industry. Don't always be promoting your book. Instead, Mm -hmm promote what your book is about and what you're writing about and why you are the expert on that topic. And then from there, 
people are going to start to notice you and you're going to get more credible. I mean, that's why a lot of people write books, right? Because it increases your credibility. So I would suggest start promoting yourself on your own platforms. And then after that, you can start reaching out to the local media. So if you're in Columbia, South Carolina, for example, like you are Alexa, I would start with the local media in, in Columbia because you are already newsworthy there because you are a local resident mm -hmm. and you can't just promote your book because that's too promotional. I always tell people, my job isn't to promote you to the media. My job is to help a journalist do their job because if it's earned media, it is not their job to promote you. It is their job to tell a story that educates people. It entertains them. And there's usually some kind of emotion behind it. That's why people want to watch it or listen to it or read it. So instead, hone in on your expertise and think, okay, how does this expertise relate to something that's happening locally? How can I somehow put my two cents in there? Maybe journalists are already covering it. Or maybe it is already newsworthy. So I am going to just help them out and say, Hey, I have these extra tidbits, this extra bit of information that may be helpful to you. And then after you earn that media exposure, you go back to your platforms and you promote it. You promote it on your social media and on your website. So other people see it. And then you also want to tag that outlet and that journalist. So then they say, Oh, look, that person who I talked to, they're promoting my stuff. I'm going to talk to them next time I need a source on this kind of topic. And then from there, you slowly work your way up and then you go statewide and then you go national. But it's all about promoting yourself as an expert in your industry and less about promoting your book because the book promotion will almost come as a side effect of you promoting yourself. That's such a great um, tip. So let me see, let me make sure that I've understood what you say by kind of walking through a scenario here. So um, let's say that I focus on helping people make money through writing a book, right? So if I wanted to pitch a newsworthy story, talk about how I work with moms in particular who are at home with their children to try and earn some extra income while they're at home with their kids. Is that a story that would be interesting? And then does the and then naturally you talk about the book and how to get started with writing a book and things like that in the interview. Yes. So that story could be interesting. This is what you would need for it. You would need the mom who's working at home. So okay. you could talk about it, but remember I, I, I talked about bringing that emotional part in uh -huh. and you would need that mom. Like I'm just thinking TV because that's my background is TV. Right. So if somebody pitched me that story, I would need to go to that mom's house. I would want to see her in her office and I would want to see kids running around. Okay. And you also want to make sure you don't only have all of those visuals and all of the elements to tell the story, but you also want to make it timely because if you send a pitch to an outlet, they'll be like, okay, cool story but we can do this anytime. So we're just going to put it on the back burner uh -huh. and then you'll be forgotten. So I would think of a mother's day angle around mm -hmm. May. You could think of a back to school angle, a it's almost summer break angle, Christmas break, two weeks off, but mom's work. What do we do? You want to put some kind of timeliness behind it. So the journalist has a reason to do that story now. So it's important to also include that in your pitch. 
That's, that is phenomenal advice because that's, I think that's the piece that we miss often, or we just say, Hey, I've written this book. This is what it's about. Don't you want to feature me on your, (laughs) on your, on your thing, but being able to say, and now what if that, what if that story is me? What if I found a way through my writing to be able to stay home and be with my kids? Then all of that stuff would be the same. But instead of me finding another mom that it's working for, I would pitch myself as the person that they do the story on. Yeah, you could pitch yourself as the person they do the story on. And remember, the story would be about the working mom and what she does at home with her kids. And your book would kind of slide in there every once in a while. A lot of people and a lot of clients, like it's it's a very educational process for a lot of clients because Mm -hmm. they think, oh, well, they're just going to promote me. Well, it's not their job to promote you. And if you want to be promoted... They're going to send you upstairs to talk to a salesperson who's going to charge you thousands of dollars for advertisement. So that's why it's important to try to make it newsworthy. And then also, so you, you came up with that story. We tried to make it timely. Another way to work around that is by piggybacking on what's happening in the national news and localizing it. So for example, um, I remember, I always use this example just because it's a good example that shows how anybody anywhere could earn publicity. Um, it was a few years ago when one of the stars from Glee overdosed on heroin. Yes. Oh, yes. And I remember this. Yeah. I mean, it was years ago. And everybody was doing the story. And then all of the, the news stations across the country were localizing it like, oh, well, heroin is kind of a growing problem here. So we ended up finding a local, I don't know if he was a doctor or an addiction specialist or what he was, but we found him really, you just Google them. If they're not pitching the media, like if maybe, I'm not sure how we found them. So maybe he saw that and was media savvy and said, oh, they could localize this. I'm going to pitch them and tell them they should talk to me because I'm an expert. Mm -hmm. Or we Googled him. And that's why it's important to promote yourself on your own platforms, you know, through your social media and website, because that's how you find people. So I talked to him and we talked about, you know, the local problems and he got airtime in the top 20 market about his expertise. And the same thing happened with a therapist. I represented one and my, my old colleagues called me and they said, Hey, you have a therapist. We're doing this story about, it was postpartum depression. And so I said, okay, let me call her. And I called her and she was at the airport and I called him back and I said, sorry, she can't do it. She's not here. And I said, Oh, it's okay. We already found somebody because like they're working like this, the media is. So like when they call you, you got to be ready. And I said, Oh, who'd you find? They said, Oh, we just Googled somebody. And she was near the top of Google and we called her and she could do it. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Today there's so much overlap. It used to be black and white, but that's why I say focus on your own and then focus what on you can earn. And, you know, later comes the paid. I always like to focus on those two at the beginning because you just need time and you just need to know how to do it. When you have the money to pay somebody, you can pay somebody to do all of that for you, or you can buy the ads. So I don't spend a lot of time on the advertising. I spend more time on the earned media and your own media just because it's worth more. And you're going to believe somebody's expertise if it's not paid for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I want to piggyback on something that you just said too, because um, the importance of blogging and the importance of, of, of doing those things, a blog allows you such a rich opportunity to showcase your expertise and to keyword embed the heck out of it so that when people are searching for that topic, you do pop up on the front page of, of, um, 
of Google. So I think that's super important. And that's, I, I'm going to use this as an example when, when my authors are asking me like, why should I be blogging? Because you want people to find you. <laughs> and that's such a great right. example. Um, Okay. Can we talk a little bit about the mechanics? Because I know it's one of those things where it's like, okay, just go pitch the media and this is how you do it. And now we have a great strategy for pitching them. But what does that mean? How, how do you pitch the media? Like, do you just Google their email address or do you call? What are your tips on that? <laughs> okay. So first I always start with your goal. So what is your goal? Is it to build your email list? Cause if your goal is to build your email list, TV, it, while it looks cool and it will add to your credibility, it's probably not going to build your email list. Right. Other things are going to build your email list and those things most likely are going to be online. So you want to start with your goal. If it's to, to walk in a local brick and mortar store, then you're going to want to do local coverage. Na national coverage won't matter to you if you don't sell nationally. So first you start with your goal and where your audience is because you want to reach your audience. So after you determine that, you start looking at who is writing or who is reporting about your expertise. Okay. And before you even pitch them, I suggest following them on Twitter because that's where journalists are. They're all on Twitter. So I suggest getting on Twitter and following them and retweeting them, responding to tweets. When they publish something online, you can go in and leave a comment in the comment section. They'll usually get a notification that somebody commented on their work. And you want to do this for um, at least a week or two before you reach out to them. And I think your first reach out should just be something like, hey, I saw you did this and I think, you know, that's awesome and this is why I think it's awesome. Let's stay in touch. And then a couple weeks later, then you're going to want to pitch them. And I think it's important to set this foundation because – when you are a member of the media, I can't even tell you how many times you get pitched in a day. Oh, I'm sure. Um, it's, it's, insane. it's insane and it's ridiculous. And nine out of 10, more than that, like 9.8 out of 10 pitches are terrible. It's actually <clears throat> why I ended up leaving TV and going into public relations because I was on the receiving end and the pitches were so bad. It was either... I was one of 500 people being sent the exact same pitch at the exact same time. And it was so obvious right. or the pitch was, would never be a story you would watch on the news. It was so promotional. It was like, hi, I'm Alexa. And I just wrote a book and you should read it. And it's called just write it. And this is what it's about. Like what, like what, nobody's going to give you a free commercial. That's not a story. Right. And that's what everybody. Painted. So and it's that is boring. I mean, everybody it's writes boring. a book, right? We're all here to write books. So. <laughs> yeah, right? So I suggest warming up the person you're going to pitch first. So when they do see your name in their inbox, it stands out to them because they're like, oh, I already know this person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you could even start a dialogue with them, you know, on social media and end up pitching them that way. And I always suggest asking them how you could help them. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, I love your content and this is why. And, and, you know, if you ever need help, let me know. I know a lot of people. I think I could help you. Sure. And then you start to pitch them after that, just because it makes you stand out and it makes it different. And I know this is time consuming, but it is effective. You could spend 30 minutes a day just emailing a bunch of people at the same time with the same pitch. Mm -hmm. And you're probably wasting 30 minutes a day. Or you could spend 30 minutes a day building relationships with two people and your two target outlets where you want to be featured. And then maybe in a month or two, you'll get that feature. And this is why 
um, a lot of people get impatient with public relations. And again, it's called earned media for a reason. Like you have to earn it. It's not easy to earn it. Like if you want it quick and you want to control what it is, then you got to shell out thousands of dollars on an ad. But if you want to earn this and you don't want to pay for it and you actually want people to see it, then these are the steps that you have to take. So what are your thoughts on press releases? I see. Okay. So here's my experience. I hate them. (laughs) That'll answer that then. (laughs) Like go on. (laughs) But here's my experiences though, because you know, you hear on the one side and I'm sure it's mostly advertising by companies that want you to use their services, you know, send a press release, do Mm -hmm. this, do that. And then you wind up going with places like PR web or Sizion or all these places and pay hundreds or thousands of dollars to send out a press release that if you don't know what you're doing is not going to help you anyway. Right. And then you have other people like you and other PR people that I've (laughs) talked to that have been like, don't even waste your time or your money on a press release. Why? It feels like a press release would be an amazing way to reach all these people. (laughs) Right. And that sounds nice and lovely. And you're right. It would be great. However, however. like I mentioned, however, the big butt. <laughs> you got to remember what the inboxes of these journalists look like. They right. do not have time to read your long, boring, overly promotional press release. <laughs> I can tell they you usually are. I've gotten right. They, and they usually are. I've gotten clients coverage, you know, Small little local papers to the Today Show, the Washington Post, Rachel Ray. Not one of those happened with a press release. And it's just because you, like these journalists today are so overworked and underpaid. Just give them the point. Give them the story. If they want more, then maybe send them a press release the second go around. Like here's here's all of the information. But first you want to tease them to get them to actually care Mm -hmm. and want to know more. Now- Let's talk about press release distribution. (laughs) It is such a waste of time. The only, and money, because it costs a lot of money. Right. The only thing, positive thing I have heard from people in the industry, on my side of the industry, is that it is good for SEO because you'll get link backs in places. Right. But if you are looking for somebody to actually see that press release and be interested in it and call you for an interview, that will not happen. And let me tell you why. A, nobody's reading it. Right. I never, in my 10 years of working at four different TV stations, I never once looked at the wires. Between breaking news and the pitches you're getting in the emails, you don't need to look at that stuff. If it were big enough news, then we would already know about it and not need to find out about it on the wire. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason. Two, I had a client once who insisted on this service and I told him, nobody's going to call you to do a story. He's like, no, no, that's okay. I just want to be featured in these places and I want to grab the logos and put them on my website and say I was featured there. And I'm like, you could do that. You're not lying, but it definitely, you know, whatever. Okay. You're my client. That's what you want to do. I, I told you what's going to happen. So let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we did it. And, you know, they write back with all of these links. This is where you are, MSNBC, Yahoo, blah, blah, blah. And they give you this big, long link to click on to see it. And it really is. It's the press release exactly, copied and pasted. That's all it is. Nobody did a story. They copied and pasted the press release. (laughs) So then I go to the websites and I'm like, okay, well, I'm on on MSNBC and this client was in pharmaceuticals. And I said, I'm going to pretend that I'm somebody looking for this, you know, this certain skincare and this certain drug and... I am searching in whatever it was, MSNBC, Yahoo. I did it to almost all of them, the big ones. 
I'm searching using all of the keywords that I know are in the press release because I wrote the damn thing. I am searching all of the keywords. I'm even searching the doctor's proper name and the company's proper name and nothing comes up. They bury these so far in the websites that even if you're searching proper terminology, it will not show up. So it literally is just for SEO, even if that link is recognized, because a lot of times they'll do um, no follow links where Google won't recognize them as being important because it is just a press release distribution. Um, Or you just want to, like my client, just wanted to pull the logos and say he was featured here and put them on his website. There are okay, easier ways. Well, I am I, <laughs> I am crying inside because I know that I've spent at least seven hundred, maybe more dollars on press releases in the last year for authors. Did you did you use a service to blast them? Yes. Okay. I want you to try to reverse engineer it. Like you you probably got they probably came back with you and said, Look at all the placements we got. Right. I want you to go to those websites, like go to the home page and start to search like you're trying to find what you're looking like, just pretend, you know, you're a consumer and you're looking for this and uh-huh. see if you can find it. Oh my gosh. I don't even when know we get if off I want the call, to. I know. I can tell you right now, ladies, that this interview is going to save you hundreds of dollars in misfired. <laughs> yes. And the, the press release distribution <laughs> services are going to hate me, oh but that's the way it is. And I, even once I used one, I won't say which one it was, But one of them, it was, you know, it was a Miami Herald. It was a South Florida outlet. It was Miami Herald. And I clicked on the link. And you know how, like, you have the link and then it's slash something, slash something, slash something. I was even going back each slash to try to to track where the heck it was because it Uh could not be found unless you had that big, long link. And, like, something came up that said private. Like it was private and you could not even find it unless you had the big long link. And I kept emailing the distribution (laughs) center saying, what's up with this? Why can't I find this? I need the big long link. And they never responded and to answer that question. Okay. Well, I am so glad that we had this conversation. I wasn't even originally going to ask you about press releases and you (laughs) said something a minute ago that triggered that in my mind. And to me, this last five minutes of conversation was so valuable. I can't even tell you because you probably just saved me thousands of dollars in future failed press releases and everyone else. So that's, it's, you know, I had heard it, but I kind of Here's what went through my mind because we all know better than everybody else, right? Right. I hear these people pitching themselves and uh, why you should use their publicity service, publicist really, Mm -hmm. and saying, Mm -hmm. don't use a press release. It's not going to get you anywhere. Come to me. I have all these things. And I'm thinking, they're just telling me that because they want me to pay them to do it, you know? So I'm thinking they don't, you know, that's just their scheme. But after hearing what you just said... I was wrong. I admit it. <laughs> but I want you to do it. I want you to do it with what you have got in place. And I, I, I actually am kind of interested in hearing what happened. Okay. Because <laughs> that, that was my experience. And I didn't know that until I tried it. I knew I never looked at the wires. I knew I never did a story on them in 10 years. But I didn't know that they would be impossible to find when they were placed until right. that happened. That's so crazy. So yeah, I'll be interested to see what your experience is when you try to reverse engineer that link and go back and try well, to find I can, it. I can tell you though, from the three that we sent out and one of them we paid for this super extra special world, you know, distribution to all these big places and blah, blah, blah. We got not one, not one of the three authors yeah. got one single re- reply or response to it. Right. And um, I thought I will say 
It may work if your industry is super duper duper niche. Right. And they're or niched, whatever you prefer. <laughs> and there is no breaking news, nobody's pitching the topic, and they really struggle for story ideas. Then those people are probably looking at the wires. Right. But that's the only thing I could really think of. So what about Harrow? Is that a useful tool that people are looking, but that's more yes. usually, that, yes, yes, yes. Yes. 100%. So how, would an, how yes. would an author use Harrow appropriately? Well, I think, I think. If or is it more I the really, opposite way that you respond to people that are looking for your pitches? Sorry to interrupt that's you on that. What, that's, yes, no, but that's what you do. You get the okay. emails, the three emails every day, you know, morning, noon, and night, and you go through them and if there's any way you could somehow insert yourself in that story that as it relates to your expertise and what your goal is and what you're trying to promote, like if it's something mm -hmm. about healthy eating, who cares? You're a healthy eater, but it's got nothing to do with you and your business. So move along. Right. Right. But if it's got something to do with you as a businesswoman, you as a writer, then you, you should respond. And let me give you some tips about making, making it via Harrow. The first thing you want to do is respond quickly because a lot of people get those emails. Yeah. So you, you almost want to set a reminder on your phone. I mean, I don't do this for Harrow. I just do this because I'm crazy about <laughs> scheduling everything. I schedule everything in my day. I even schedule when I check my email or else I'll be sucked in the email all day. Right. So I would suggest checking your email, you know, maybe 10 minutes after those Harrow emails go out. So if you do see something that fits you and your business and your goal, you can respond to it. So you want to respond right away so you can beat the crowd because again, like these writers are on a tight deadline and you also want to answer exactly what they're asking. A lot of times I'll copy and paste exactly what they put and under their question, I'll just type the answer. So you don't want to remember this isn't for you to promote them to promote yourself and give right. them a story. They already have their story. They just need their expert source and you are their expert source. So just give them exactly what they want in the response. And then my third suggestion is to write a short bio. My friend, um, Christy calls it an expert statement, but you basically want to say who you are, what you do and why you are an expert in this. Is that and then Christy Dosh? Christy Dosh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> that rang a bell. The we run statement. together, all of us PR people. We run together in the same circles. That's awesome. So you want to include, you know, basically this is me, and this is why I'm qualified to be quoted as an expert. This is how I know what I know, and include your your website because they may link back to you, or um, you know, you could even include a link to your book. I would always start with the website and then the link to your book because the link to your book may not match with what you're saying, you know? Sure. Like yeah. it may not have anything to do with what you're saying. So right. always just send people to your website. And then you can also include your social media because sometimes they'll link to your social media and then a link to a headshot. Because with Harrow, you can't attach anything. So you're going to want to create a link. I know there's some websites where you can, you know, upload a picture and they give you a link. So also include a link to your headshot as well at the bottom. You put, just put that at the bottom of every response so they know they could say, oh, this is from Alexa. And Alexa is an expert because she does this with the hyperlink. Oh, that's awesome advice. I can tell you, I failed on most of those um, elements in replying to most arrow responses. So Try again and let working. me know. And again. You have so much to report back to me. Try again and let me know how it goes. 
<laughs> the next two days of my life are going to be spent answering Christina's <laughs> tasks <laughs> based on this interview. I'm just curious. Now it. I'm really curious. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. This is such incredible information. Okay. So then sh- shifting gears just a teeny tiny bit. So I think one of the, you know, you go to somebody's website and they have as featured in Forbes mm-hmm. and entrepreneur and this place and that place and this place and that place. How? <laughs> like I look at it and I'm okay. like, I want to be featured in Forbes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where to start. <laughs> you do though. I mean, really, you just, you just do it. Um, and again, <laughs> you could get featured in Forbes via Harrow. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like they have a lot of contributors. You could get featured via Harrow. You can also just pitch yourself. Just like, you know, you, you brought up that idea with the working mom at home. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's a Harrow request and, and it says Forbes and it says something about that that you respond to. Or maybe it's around Mother's Day and you just want to submit an idea for a working mom. Maybe there's a writer there that you found um, through Google or on Twitter who only writes about women in business and you built a relationship and you can pitch them. You could totally do that. That's such a great idea. I had never thought about um, searching journalists by specific niche or theme. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, I would just write like Forbes women in business and then just poke around the website. Um, And I always suggest like, because there's a million trillion, you know, media outlets, whether it be on air, online, podcast, magazine, whatever. So I always would just, I would suggest just starting a list and don't try to hit them all up at once because again, you want to be strategic and you want to slowly hit these people and build relationships with them. So it's like an ongoing relationship. And whenever they need somebody, they'll go to you for a quote because you're very accessible. You give them exactly what they need when they need it. And then after you promote it and you tag them, so they see you're sharing their content and it's getting more eyeballs. Right. And that's never a bad thing. Okay. So to recap, we have to, um, (laughs) we have to make ourselves visible. Stop writing press releases. Number one, and definitely don't pay anyone for them. (laughs) Two, make yourself visible. And the first place to do the first way to do that is start creating content as an expert and publishing it on your sites and your, and your media and growing that make yourself interesting by connecting your bigger picture story and expertise to newsy newsworthy things and then take Mm -hmm. those elements and pitch them um google people that work in your niche and follow them and stalk them (laughs) become friends with them so that they know your name before you pitch them and um and i mean basically just hire christina because she's got all (laughs) these skills and can help you do it so that you don't have to figure this all out on your own (laughs) I could help you. I could help you. I actually, when I started my business, I just started, I I was just like the done for you service. I worked with, you know, the bigger businesses that had, you know, money to pay the monthly retainers so I could help them with their marketing. And a lot of people who needed it the most couldn't afford it, but they couldn't afford it because they weren't getting the publicity that they needed. It was like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg type of thing. So I said, okay, well, let me just teach you what to do. Like, I'll just teach you what to do. What I, this is what I would do for you if you were my client. And this is what you need to do for yourself step by step. So I just started doing that like about a year ago because I feel like, you know, you guys are the ones that need it the most is the little guys who aren't making a million a year. And people think, Oh, I'm a little guy. I don't have money that that I'm at a disadvantage. It's actually the opposite. 
because the big guys that have the money, they also have pain in the ass lawyers <laughs> and they like want to overanalyze everything and control everything. And there's so much red tape. So you can do whatever you want. You can pitch whoever you want. You don't have anybody yelling at you for posting something wrong on social media. You really have so much freedom to promote yourself however you want to do it when you are smaller. So I actually think, you know, a smaller business owner has a bigger advantage. Yeah, I agree. And the, the flexibility in itself is huge. Okay. So mm -hmm. if somebody does want to, I'm assuming you're still offering those, those teaching services and full yeah. service services, all of the above. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Reach out to me. And I also want to give all of um, the listeners my ebook for free. And this Yay. basically tells you, it basically tells you, you know, kind of walks you through more specifics of what we talked about. Um, I'll, I'll also share some pitches in there of like what I've sent and how I've earned coverage and just more, more strategies and just, we dive a little deeper than we did today. So to get that, you can go to my website, which is mediamavenandmore.com slash standout because we've been talking about standing out. So go to yes. my site slash stand out, and then you can get that emailed to you for free. That's an awesome bonus gift. Awesome bonus gift. You have been like a treasure trove of knowledge and I'm so oh, excited that we had this conversation <laughs> um, because I mean, you just like helped me tremendously. I can't, I'm sure you helped everybody who's listening tremendously. It's, it's funny how, well, it's funny how we can do things, so many things so easily and other things we're just terrified of actually doing. And for me, like yeah. I have no problem speaking in front of people. I'm running a summit mm -hmm. that I hope thousands of people will listen to, but I am terrified of asking somebody, <laughs> you know, reaching out and saying, hey, I'd love it if you- Well, what's you know, the worst that could happen, Alexa? The worst that no. could happen is How they- is that? No, that's not the worst. It's actually good when they say no because you at least know where they stand and you could ask them why. The worst that could happen is they ignore you. Oh, and that's yes. what will happen most of the time. Right. Most of the time they'll ignore you. And that's why I use the Boomerang app or the plugin uh -huh. or whatever it's called, the extension, whatever, on in my email- so every week, oh, I got to follow up. I got to follow up because very rarely will you get that media hit and that interest in the first email. Right. You have to follow up. And after a couple of emails, you can, you know, make a phone call. And really the goal, the goal isn't really always to get a yes. It's to get a yes or no. Like, am I going to keep following up with you or is this a no? Because if it's a no, you could tell me why. And I could go back to the drawing board and pitch something else. Mm -hmm. So the worst that can happen is they ignore you. And let me tell you, they ignore most people. So just do it. <laughs> That's why you go back to step whatever it was, stalk them on Twitter. <laughs> yes, so exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stalking okay. always works. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> might wind up with a restraining order, but <laughs> it's some kind of whatever. attention. <laughs> oh my goodness. This has been a lot of fun and so much information. Don't forget to head on over to mediamavenandmore.com forward slash standout and get that ebook. And Oh gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. You don't have to give me your heart. You don't have to give it away. You don't gotta love Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time. I don't know.